0: I am drunk. <laughs>
1: That's a great way. Great way to start an episode.
0: <laughs> Whatever. I mean, you know what? I like being honest with the audience.
1: You like you're just being drunk. You're not. <laughs> I don't know. That's not honesty. Yes, it
0: That's is. That's just drunkenness. I could lie.
1: You could lie. If
0: I lied, I just- Go ahead
1: just... do your best not drunk impression.
0: I am sober.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why did my voice get deeper? I don't
1: know. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty giggly to talk about something that is not funny at all.
1: Yeah, well, we don't have to talk about it. We don't? No, we can talk about whatever we want. Oh! It's our podcast. Oh,
0: shit. I forgot. We're
1: in um oh, that's I'm so funny.
0: Francesca,
1: I'm Patrick, and
0: this is last name Basis, and we're on the couch. We are trying to be productive podcasters and stick to a schedule, and that means sometimes we're on the couch. Um so wait, you don't want to talk about the movie that we just watched?
1: I don't want to talk about the movie we just watched with you <laughs> in this jump- condition. <laughs> It's, it's a fairly serious topic, and there's a lot of serious <laughs> topics within that topic.
0: I think and I just is, don't think you can no, handle it. I think it. this is funny. I think you should be serious, and I'll be the, um, I'll be the comic relief. Is that what?
1: Yeah. Yeah, comic That's, really <laughs> <laughs> You had to think about that. I didn't know if that was what it was
0: called. I uh, couldn't remember. Listen, okay. I've been eating healthy. Not really. I've been eating.
1: <laughs> I, we had curry goat that was like oh steeped my. in butter. That. That was goat. not healthy.
0: I'd never had a curry goat before, but now. You know what made me, like, after we left the restaurant, we watched all those videos of goats talking, and I didn't feel bad at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
0: I watched all these, these videos of goats being like,
1: you're <laughs> I
0: was like, that's mm, oh great.
1: I don't feel bad <laughs> like, about the fact. like, dip that motherfucker in butter. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
0: we went, to, my friend and I went to this restaurant that I took you to last night, and We went and we got a mixture of things, and I'd never had curry goat before, and you know, a goat is like a cute little animal, and so there's something in my heart that made me not want to eat it. Really? i mean i'm not like some big animal rights per i mean like animals should have rights (laughs) like i believe i support the rights of animals but
1: just not if it keeps them out of my bowl (laughs)
0: No, no i'm saying like love animals in a consensual way what i'm saying is that a goat is more cuddly to me than like a cow.
1: Have you ever even been to a petting zoo? I have. Goats are not super cuddly.
0: Well, I've seen they like, also little, smell like shit. I've seen little videos of them like jumping around, and like they are cute. They're cute when I see them with at someone else's house. I know they eat
1: like I know they eat
0: people's papers and stuff.
1: Yeah, they eat everything.
0: They eat everything, but and also those videos where someone took Taylor Swift and they spliced him with the the um, goat going. Wah! like that that brings me so much joy that when i see goat on a menu i'm like oh i don't know about that like i just i can see them screaming and i just i don't know it just makes me uncomfortable but when i tasted that curry goat i said get everything else off this fucking table
1: i want that goat that
0: shit was amazing and you didn't believe me until we got there
1: we had it it was good it was good it It wasn't it wasn't life-changing but it was very you're
0: a liar
1: it was
0: you were doing not patrick did a body roll and patrick (laughs) i've
1: never seen patrick do a body
0: roll (laughs) patrick's version of a body roll is literally rolling on the ground (laughs) (laughs) do you know how to do body roll i do do one right now
1: You're like entertaining a toddler right now. <laughs> Baby, that was amazing. Thank you. I've been working on it.
0: I was being sarcastic, but I'm also <laughs> drunk, so you know, I guess you don't know the difference. <laughs> um, So we should talk. Let's talk about the movie. I'm getting serious now. Dude, can you hear it?
1: Yeah, I heard your voice go down.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not.
1: You're clearly serious and sober now. Mm-hmm. I yes. can tell.
0: We watched a movie called the brainwashing brainwashing of my dad. What was it about, Patrick?
1: The movie was about the use of the media to further a right-wing ideology.
0: Yeah, it was a documentary about a woman whose dad by her admission was pretty progressive, which I'm going to I'm going to call a little bullshit only in the fact that her uh, example of her dad being a progressive, nice guy was a memory that she had of him giving money to a homeless black man, and I just thought mm, you made that up. But she called. <laughs> like, she called him.
1: She, he called him sir. So what? When he did it, that was that was that, a, that was the significant part of the memory, though. That
0: doesn't mean anything. Like I just didn't think that that was evidence of like, oh wow, like if she had said something like, you know he marched in the 60s for, like, anti, like, you know, for desegregation. I would be like, all right, may, sure, I get it. But she was like, one time he gave some money to a black man, and I thought, wow, we're all the same. And I was like, mm, all right, girl. <laughs> um, but then later on in life, he started listening to Rush Limbaugh and watching Fox News, and then he started, you know, becoming like a loud and proud bigot not bigot but like so I kind know in, of, in that yeah? vein
1: yeah absolutely he he began to adopt a system of beliefs that made him extremely angry yes. extremely standoffish changed his personality is and
0: was like very aggressive with all of her family members and then it set her on this path to start investigating like does this ha- has this happened to anyone else and she found that there were a lot of people who you know what it rhy- reminded me of? Um, that movie Twenty Eight Days Later, which I love. That movie.
1: <laughs> it's a zombie movie.
0: Yeah, it was. A, she was interviewing people where they were like, "I came home." They were and like, they- "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what?
1: <laughs> they sounded like those goats.
0: <laughs> no, that's what happened. Uh, there were people that came home and they were saying that like over time, thinking... their loved ones started exhibiting strange, aggressive Yeah, are thinking more like
1: body snatchers.
0: One lady said that her, her stepdad took out a gun and shot the gun into the floor because she said she was happy after like obama's first election yeah it wasn't even the second election it was the first one and he was blaming him for the economy homeboy hadn't even entered the white house yet and then he got out a gun that's some 28 days later type shit that
1: didn't happen in 28 days later
0: There was the guy that was chained up in the backyard. He kind of looked like Delon. He had like a he was he looked like Delon. And he was froth. he didn't look like Delon because he was possessed. He dacked or just looked like
1: Delon. They would both get called. Delon plays a mean zombie. I gotta I gotta I gotta give him credit.
0: He was frothing at the mouth and he
1: was Delon often does that chained
0: in the backyard. And that to me represents a Fox News voter or viewer. (laughs) <laughs> both they vote for fox news and they watch it um so yeah the movie was she was interviewing all these people who were saying very similar things where their loved one got to the point where they would just get so angry that anyone talked about a, a more progressive candidate or said anything like pro-choice or like supporting gay marriage, for example, like the like very cut and dry liberal causes,
1: and the commonality between all of them was that they were investing large amounts of time. Into listening to right wing talk radio like Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh. They all were like
0: in the car for hours listening to it. and watching
1: Fox News. Yeah, it involved a lot of them were truckers and things like that, or or people who didn't have day jobs like her retired father, right? uh, Who was just sitting at home on his computer and subscribed to all these email lists that were that were pushing these sorts of ideas, like immigrants are taking everything that you have,
0: and also just like liberals
1: are destroying the culture
0: conspiracy theory like weird stuff like Obama was gonna come in your house and take your guns and that like that- some of
1: it was really bizarre too yes and he was forwarding that to all of his family members and that was significant because it showed that he was buying into this stuff but a lot of it didn't make any sense like a lot of this white right-wing propaganda often does
0: mm, a little Freudian slip you said white propaganda
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have a lisp
0: do you no <laughs> Listen, I'm glad you said it, not me. Um the other thing that was really interesting is they broke down like some of the tactics that Fox News employs that essentially do brainwash people. Um
1: Well, they were talking about brainwashing and and what it means to brainwash somebody. And and that was kind of interesting cuz because the maker of the documentary was hesitant to use the term But using it loosely, sort of like a layman, like, oh, you've been brainwashed, you drank the Kool-Aid.
0: But they were examining some of the things that Fox does that manipulates the way that people think about what they are being told. So some of the things that they talked about that I thought were really interesting because they definitely related to Fox News and talk radio. But I also felt like they were very heavily related to what we're seeing happening on YouTube um, hopefully some of my trolls are listening and they get mad about this episode and blow up the listens. Right, like, we always get lots like of listens. Like they did last time. Um, so one of the things that they talked about was like fear-mongering and the use of, of emotions. Um, and it was just so anger-driven. They showed just all these clips of Fox News hosts and they were just all yelling. What's his name? Bill O'Reilly? Mm. It's just like, his guest is like, all right, dude, this... I'm agreeing with you, but Bill O'Reilly is like screaming at him. He's like, ah! "Like, I, mean, I was trying to do the goat, do but the f- goat? I forget how the goat was like." Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's Bill O'Reilly <laughs> and a goat doing whatever it is that you think they might be doing together. Um, the other thing that they talked about that I thought was really interesting was the isolation, um, and that really came into play when it resulted in people listening to this stuff in their car. And they were talking about how talk radio is something that you do by yourself. It's not something, you know, when you watch a football game, you have people over and you all watch it together. Like talk radio was a very isolating, um, event. And, Like, the YouTube watching is very much like that as well. People that are watching the Alex Joneses of the world, the, like, anti-social justice warrior, like, the anti-feminist dudes, they're not watching this with other people. And, I mean, YouTube and and online content is very geared towards watching it by yourself, right? Like, I don't know. Have you ever had an experience where you, like, show a video to someone that you, like, really enjoyed And then you have this like awkward moment of like, oh, they are not enjoying this as much as I enjoyed it.
1: I feel like like that happens to you a lot more than it happens to me. All the
0: time to you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Mostly because I'm the one watching the video and being like, why are you showing me I'm
0: just saying that like, most people... you're like it's a goat he's screaming
1: <laughs> i always
0: show patrick videos of dogs and i'm like oh my god look at this dog patrick's like yeah yeah he's really cute. And then I like like
1: half the time it's a dog just doing a normal ass dog that's thing true and i'm just like no, we true. have two of these no. and they're doing these things right no, no, now no, no.
0: i show you dogs like jumping over things our dogs don't jump over things
1: no they don't
0: that dog, I that don't dog think our that dogs could the, jump over the dog that was at the beach, the dog that was—I showed you that dog that was excited about going to the beach. You loved
1: that. That was it. Was genius. He was great. He was amazing. We He's it. a born star. We watched it together. <laughs> we didn't watch. He that. checked off all the boxes for Instagram famous dogs.
0: <laughs> so, people, I just was saying that, like. In some ways, I feel like the right-wing YouTubers are like the new talk radio because Rush Limbaugh will do like these three-hour sessions of just him talking. It's not a conversation. He's not interviewing people. He's just like spewing stuff.
1: Spewing is a good word. And
0: these guys on YouTube do the same thing because sometimes people will be like – Hey, Francesca, somebody debunked you. Watch this. And the shit's like four hours
1: long. Right. And they're just rambling. And they don't make any sense. And they're not saying anything. It
0: has time. And then you go look and it has like hundreds of thousands of views. And you realize somebody spent four hours, not just making it, but four hours watching it. Right. And so you are just buying in and just getting this stream of like bile. In your brain. And according to this documentary, it is really influencing how people think. And the isolation part is part of of
1: it. Yeah. And part part of it, part of it too, because you can't, because it keeps you from being balanced by somebody else's perspective. Right. You don't have to vet, you can't vet whatever it is you're hearing, because there's no one there to help you vet it. I mean, technically you could, you've got Google and all of that, but people aren't doing that. They're driving, they're listening, they have it on in the background.
0: And these people are very, that was the other thing they talked about was that like the strong emotions- make people is very persuasive like you hear somebody who's like yelling and passionate and they're saying things in this like authoritative voice mm-hmm. that makes you really think like oh well they they must, must know, what know what they're, what talking, they're talking about, about right? right and then especially when you contrast that to more liberal outlets where people are really going out of their way to sound more neutral when presenting the news. Like when you watch. Because it's news and it should be neutral. Because it's news. And they're not saying like, there's a hurricane. They're like, there's a hurricane coming and you should make sure that you evacuate because this is important or whatever. Versus on Fox and on Rush Limbaugh and on like these anti-feminist dudes, they're screaming and there is something in your brain that interprets that as, well, this has more weight because there's a motion attached to this. No, so that's,
1: it, that's not what it said. For, it, it made a couple points. To your point, it was suggesting that the confidence sells itself. Right. And sells the concept and keeps you from thinking. And there were some documents that they were looking at that was... Oh,
0: where Roger Ailes had this document that was saying like people are stupid. You have to think for them. You have to like... That will
1: create news that will do the thinking for them because they're lazy. But one of the things uh, about anger that I thought was really fascinating, and I'm really glad they touched on this because this is a big big part of people
0: get addicted to it of how
1: i think people get pulled into these mindsets and and stay angry um but yeah you can become addicted to anger because anger releases endorphins these little hate boners a little hate boner yeah and then you become addicted to that sensation it's a little high yes and and that's true of a lot of things we do in life and i think it's really important and it's true everybody does it i know that i when i'm deep into twitter mode and I do that for weeks at a time. I would just scroll through looking for the latest Donald Trump outrage, mm-hmm. and I couldn't even—I couldn't even understand why I was doing it. I was like, the last thing I want to do is see you something about in, Donald though. Trump because I'm so sick of this man, and I'm so sick of looking at all the awful things that are coming from his presidency. But you can't look away. But it's hard to look away. And then I realized, like, I'm actually opening apps expecting to see that right and so i'm opening it anticipating that i'll be pissed off
0: well i noticed this link again in my own personal life when people would say nasty things to me on the internet and then i would go to their twitter profile and i would realize that all they're doing all day long is just yelling and screaming and arguing with people and sometimes people will get come up in my mentions and i won't know what they're talking about and i'll scroll back and i'll realize that they've been arguing with someone in response to a tweet that I made literally months ago and Mm -hmm. they've been arguing for months and it just makes you think, how does someone have this time to invest in this? Like what are they getting out of it? And I do think that there it's like they talked about in the documentary, there's like a release of endorphins that people get, out of yelling at somebody and feeling like they have like the moral high ground or that they're like smacking someone down or they're like quote unquote owning someone or like pawning someone. Um, And basically what they were talking about is on these shows, that's what they do. That's why they have all of these like round table debate type things where they just bring on a bunch of talking heads and they all just scream at each other. Mm -hmm. Like nothing gets accomplished. They don't actually talk about the issue. They had all of these clips of Megan Kelly just like talking over all of her guests. Yes. And just and just being so nasty to them. And I do think for the audience, there's something that's really gratifying about that. Like they they are getting off on this idea of like, yeah, we're like sticking it to the liberals. Like, fuck the liberals. And they also talked about Right.
1: It also it also creates a, a sense of superiority
0: yeah they said the super dog instead of the underdog like the the suit the that was what they called rush limbaugh that he's like it's this idea that people that are in positions of power continue to be successful because like it's very strange these are people that often paint themselves as the underdog but aren't the underdog right Right. they're always like oh the liberal media but like bro you have a television show you're on your own network and all your whole network has like a conservative slant and and
1: you're really just
0: and you're very successful uh,
1: yeah and you're very successful and have been for a long time but you're also spewing falsities and cultivating an audience based on lies fair and balanced doesn't usually result in in outrage, or at least not a news anchor screaming about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely not. And another thing that I thought was really interesting, and again, not something I normally would have picked up on, but once they started showing it to me, I realized, wow, this is You're this talking about is. all the
1: flashing lights. The
0: flashing lights, the non-verbal cues in terms of like the graphics. And one thing that I think most people have noticed is that like all the women on Fox News look very similar. They're all blonde. They all wear like solid color clothes. They wear a lot of things that's like a mix of conservative with like a splash of like tits. Mm. It's like a high neckline shirt with like a, a big Cut out in the middle where the boobs right. are out. So you and like,
1: reminded there's titties on yeah, there. Yeah, and they
0: have like, you know, their arms out. Meanwhile, they're like, Michelle Obama's wearing sleeveless. How dare she? But like, all the women on Fox right. News have their arms out, mm-hmm. you know, and they're all, the sets are red, white, and blue, but they're like flashing stars.
1: And yeah, everything is, everything is a screen or a monitor.
0: But not just like a screen or a monitor. Like, one thing was, um, Sean Hannity and in the background it was a red a red screen that looked like raining fire that then said Hollywood and Hamas with like a big like Muslim temple and the idea was to like make you think that Hollywood and Isis were somehow working together right like without, there was some conspiracy without saying like sure ISIS and Hollywood are working together. They just show you a graphic that looks really scary to make you think to infer that that they are somehow in cahoots and you can't trust Hollywood, because right? And to and to the incite, terrorists are behind and it and to
1: incite your fear and your rage because the emotional response is way stronger than the power of logic behind thinking through something like that. Well, I mean, and
0: yeah, you can you can get people to feel like they trust you because that was the other thing that they kind of talked about was that these lies perpetuate the idea that like. You can trust us because no one else is saying this shit. And it's like, well, no one else is saying this shit because these are not because lies. it's not true. Right? Because these aren't right. true. Yeah. Because and you so, made it up,
1: which means no one else would have any reason to say this.
0: Yeah, that, that was really interesting. And then um the other thing that they talked about, and I kind of touched on with Megan Kelly is like the bullying and the shaming.
1: Oh, I wanted to say something about that. They, part of that they
0: is they bring on guests to like be mean to them.
1: Right. And part of that is designed to train the audience. How to talk to people. H- how to talk to people, but also also to remind them that if they take the opposing viewpoint, that's how they'll be talked
0: to. Mm, that's so true. So nobody
1: wants to deal with the bully. Nobody wants to be the one who's subject to the bullying.
0: But it also perpetuates that, like, overdog feeling, that overdog idea of, like, we're in the right. We're smacking people down and and – that then you were supposed to act like that with your family members and then they interview in the in the documentary all these people who are just like I talked to my dad and he just like yells at me and I don't I don't know what to do and it's so sad
1: yeah people like, people's parents disowning them because they dated a black person right a lot of stories like that and and these are not surprising really but the movie did a great job of of threading The needle through all of these connecting points regarding the right wing media, regarding Fox News, Rush Limbaugh, the rise of conservative talk radio uh, and the efforts made by these organizations to directly and intentionally manipulate people people and, and for votes, essentially. I mean, because because the thing is, there's not the ideology behind it isn't a good one and it's not a workable one.
0: Well, it's all about the rich getting (laughs) richer, and I think...
1: But that's the point, right? So behind all of those scenes, behind all those efforts, is... Is a is a stack of cash like it's it's designed to drive profits. Mm-hmm.
0: This the, is making me less drunk. You wanted to do it. I gave you. <laughs> I gave you an out. Love. I'm like, mwah, mwah. <laughs> <laughs> my buzz is going away. Yeah, this shit is depressing. It A-F. really is. Well, the thing is, is like, I mean, this is again not news, but it was really talking about the idea of making like poor disenfranchised white men specifically really kind of indulging them and saying like everybody is against you. You don't have something because these people took it from you rather than acknowledging that like the 1% are the ones that are taking away their opportunities and disenfranchising them. And, and and
1: they're also the ones that are telling you that you're disenfranchised and helpless and, and should be afraid. It's, it's wild.
0: I will say the thing that I, took away from this is that for all of their heinousness, these people are really good at organizing and mobilizing in a way that I don't think progressive liberal folks really think about because essentially what they I do, don't I
1: don't think that's a I, I don't, don't think know. that's wait, fair. Wait a but second. I'll wait I'll a second. Listen.
0: I'm I'm not saying that this is I'm not saying that this is like a fault of progressive folks. I'm saying that because progressive people are more self-reflective in the sense that like we are a group of people that all have like very different identities and very different experiences, it makes it difficult to mobilize because like there are a lot of people that are not aware of their own privileges or how the way that they behave like hurts other people and it it makes it difficult to move forward because there are a lot of people who are like self-interested and are not necessarily able to Align with people that are different than them when really we should be able to align together. Versus more conservative folks, they're literally like, "I don't like you, but we both don't like them, so like, let's fucking go."
1: But that, but that's yes. I'm and, not saying that that's but, a positive that's, thing. I'm but, just
0: saying that like it was an interesting thing that. But like, that's
1: mobilizing an audience. Via like a direct targeted, it's an and o- it's manipulating an, message. So it's an
0: audience, but not just an audience, because they were they were talking about the groups that were coming together. For example, like event like the evangelicals and like the Tea Party people and like the the anti like climate change. Yes, people, like- but
1: I think it's very different because. What you're dealing with when you say like mobilizing like the liberal or progressive segment of the community is different because these are people who are not being fed a message and told, here's how you should feel about this. Now we all feel about it this way because we have a mainline into a targeted niche audience, but because they're a bunch of individuals or a bunch of small groups or they have multiple different group identifications. Whereas whereas the these like right wing nuts have been taught to think one way.
0: Yeah, but that's what I mean is that, the, <laughs> that, that
1: it makes it easier to mobilize. No, because, but that's what I, I mean is that, like, a group is of, of, consistent. But
0: that's what I mean, a group of people got together in order to create a message to mobilize them. Right. That's what I'm saying is that like we don't have that in progressive circles and I think I it's, don't
1: think that's true. I,
0: I do think it's true. But I true. also think
1: it's hard to do when you're not when you're not when you're not using the sorts of, of manipulative tactics yes. oh, no, no. that I'm they're not, using. I,
0: right, no, no, no. I'm not saying that it's something that we should strive for. I'm just saying that, like, that is a disadvantage for us. I think the main difference is it's really hard. It's easier to mobilize people who are against something than people that are for something. And I think that, like, on the the conservative side they're like we're against abortion we're against gun control we're against blah, blah. do you know what i mean it's yeah. like
1: it's very isolating
0: they, yeah their motivations are it's the people who are we kind of talked about this before the yeah people we've talked are about like, this a bunch we're anti-feminist and it's like what
1: you're literally defining yourself on something that you're not yeah. instead of what you could be or should be or putting your efforts into creating some positive change in the world. You're and just I th- saying, I don't want that. And
0: I think for the people who are trying to be pro-something, it's harder for them to mobilize because like, they have some things that they align on, but they have a bunch of other stuff that they don't align on. Right. You know what I mean? And yes. that's what I mean in the sense that like, the conservative side, and they did talk about this in the documentary, that they said, like, we're going to get together and we're all going to agree We don't agree on all of these things, but we agree on these three things, and that's enough for us to put everything else aside and just say, like, let's be anti this together Mm -hmm. and let's get together. I think in the one part we were watching, it was like Wednesdays or something, that they had like a regular standing meeting where they were getting trained on what the talking points were to push these agendas Versus in more liberal circles, like we don't do that. And I, and I don't think that, I'm not saying again, we should do it. I'm just saying it was right. an interesting thing to think about like, wow, when, and, and they taught, and it was so clear in the sense that when you talk to these people, you hear the same language. Like you could take out a bingo card and they would say the same things, right. like snowflakes, libtards, triggered. Feminazi, the, the liberal media, like they they use these phrases and it's because they, they literally get them together and then they drill into their head like this is what you need to say in order to like smack down the liberals or something. I don't know. It just was making me think in the sense of like what is the answer to like helping – again, not brainwash people, but, like, equip people so that they know how to.
1: Think for themselves.
0: Not not necessarily think for them. I mean, yes, think for themselves. But I'm saying when you hear the, this is what I wish the film had talked about. Because, like, they kind of only just touched a little bit on how do you deprogram someone. They were just like, well, you use truth and then everything falls apart. It's like, is that how it happened? Like I don't know.
1: I well, there's two answers to that. You can you can reprogram them with different but messages. How? Well, that's part of it. So there are a lot of people out there in the world, and and a lot of major news organizations that are fairly progressive just in their nature. You but know, how in, do you inherently progressive? But the difference is is that none of them are organizing to attempt to, to
0: debunk the things that they're being taught. N-
1: no, no, it's not that. It's that it's that for the more liberal circles there is no media and this is a good thing that is specifically teaching them how to regurgitate a message. How to buy into a set of ideals regardless of the value of yeah, those ideals. Yeah, I don't ideals.
0: think we need that, but I think No, we
1: don't, but that's why I think that's why it's so effective on the other end because the people who want the right things are not willing to do that.
0: But that's and what that's I mean. A good like, thing. Yeah, yes and no, only because like I'm watching this and I'm thinking and again, I'm not just thinking about the Fox News and the and the Rush Limbaugh. I'm I'm largely thinking about what's happening online where people are being radicalized and and brainwashed and especially people who are vulnerable, like Guys who are depressed and don't have, you know, a a community that they feel like they're supported by. And again, that's not my or your or anybody's fault, but people are taking advantage of that. And I'm wondering, like, what is it that we can do to reach those people? Okay, we can defund NRA TV. We can defund, you know, Take away Sean Hannity's sponsors or Bill O'Reilly's advertisers, but the people who consume that media and have been essentially lied to and made to believe these really awful, untrue, hateful things— I just wonder, is there a way to expose them to something that would help them change their minds? Like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, well, I I think exposure to other ways of thinking is is important to the extent that you can. And and the documentary touched on this, right? Two things, actually. One guy started listening to another set of shows. Oh, yeah, he
0: accidentally started listening to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Right, so
1: he started listening to NPR, and one of the funny things he said was like, while well, my guys are yelling at each other, <laughs> these people sound like they're having a great time. Like, what are they doing? Like, wait, why are they tell angry? Me is
0: such a great show, and he said he was just like flipping the stations, and he was <laughs> yeah. like, "These guys are having fun."
1: Yeah, I love What's that. Going on here? And he started listening to it, and then he realized that the things that he was hearing discussed there didn't match up with the things that he was hearing on Rush Limbaugh's show, and then it slowly sunk in for him that Rush Limbaugh was just lying out his ass. And getting him worked up for no reason. I mean, people really are monkey see, monkey do. Like, with that's like how we live our lives, and it's crazy to think you are calling me a monkey that we're s- <laughs> that we're as I literally
0: s- cackle as I cackle <laughs> like a monkey.
1: I, it's just it's it's fascinating to think that we are really that vulnerable, mm-hmm. uh, and we are that vulnerable. And if you show people something, and this is the story of of everything from like, oh yeah, Instagram. But I mean, I mean, when you think of, how the portrayal of people of color influence people's thoughts about people of color, the stereotypes, you know? Well, how? yeah, it, absolutely. I mean, it's but it's just that simple. But people know, I mean, theoretically, people know, hey, there's an individual, and I'm not going to assume that they're just X, Y, and but Z. But people don't
0: know how they're being influenced. Like, literally, when people are like, I'm not attracted to black guys. You're like, well, yeah, because you've been told that black guys are unattractive. They're like, no, that's not true. That's just how I feel. You're like, no, you're not able to acknowledge right. that, like, The media that you consume, whether it's like history books or commercials or you know runway shows or or billboards, the the
1: token black person on like any number of shows, right? Or every television you grew up with,
0: that every show has like the scary black man, like all of those things are making you believe this thing about black men and the same thing about women and gay people, like. It's everywhere, but it's so pervasive that people genuinely don't understand it. Like, they understand it when it's overt, but they don't see it when it's, like, more nuanced. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, Roger Ailes said it himself. Like, people are not smart enough to acknowledge this stuff. And so he was, you know, a mastermind in the sense that he was able to manipulate it to his benefit and say, like, people aren't going to understand that they're being push to believe this thing, but we are going to just go 110% and like really pump out this message and get people to think this way and then influence them to behave in a way that we want.
1: Yeah. And I, I think the important part about that is that we have to be responsible as individuals for what we put into our own brains, for the concepts that we expose ourselves to, because they do influence us. I think the best thing that any individual can do is control what it is they watch. Watch less than you read, especially when it comes to news because there's an image associated with watching something.
0: Or just diversify, like, what you watch and what you read so that you're not just, like, buying into one perspective. You know what I mean? And, like, and being not necessarily suspicious, but, like... Going the extra mile to say, and this is something that I need to do more of. Also, you know, like I've definitely had times where I like shared something, or I like like got incensed by something, and then I started talking to you about it, and you were like, "Well, what happened?" And I'm like, "I don't know, but I'm pissed off because I read a thing," and you're like, "Where did you read it?" I'm like, "I don't know on Twitter."
1: Yeah, Ah!" but I think I think it's too. It's it's a good point to to clock when it is you're getting upset and when you're hate reading things. Because that's not good, and it has an influence on how you perceive the world and your ability to interpret what it is you're reading when you're reading new information.
0: Yeah,
1: and I know I was I used I was hate scrolling on Twitter. That was like what I was doing. I was like, I mean, okay, I think that time to be angry. I'm going to Twitter.
0: I think that that's Twitter's like, like motto. It's like their
1: business model. Like hate. <laughs> Hate but it works me. for everybody too. It I mean, it's, in it's not just and it's not just like right wing propaganda too. I mean, we find pockets in more liberal media or with liberal tweeters. You know, we have like an army of people who are liberal who get me incensed all the time, and it, it's not that I shouldn't be angry because they're mostly telling the truth or. What they're saying is fairly well Or they have a right to be angry. And supported. But they're not necessarily angry themselves. Right. But they get me angry because they're always talking about something that enrages me. Mm. You know what I mean? And so it's. I think it's important, too, to clock when that happens, when you start yourself as an individual, fall down those like little anger holes. Because it does have an effect on how you digest any new information that you get.
0: Well, do you think people should watch this movie? I mean, we did essentially
1: spoil it for people,
0: but would you recommend that people watch this No,
1: film? it's great. I, I mean, there's not a whole lot of brand new information. You're no, not going to come was, out. There was a lot of new information for me. Uh, there was some. Most of it wasn't, I didn't think was like a, a whole lot of new information for me, but also. You know, the information that was presented wasn't particularly in depth, but that's not the nature of I the documentary. They talked about
0: politics in an interesting way that oh, I no, hadn't no, really thought about. no, there was a lot about. of good
1: information about the, about the but, history. But, like, Reagan
0: and, like, Bush and, like, the pendulum swing of, like, going from a Democratic president or a Republican president to a Democratic president. I mean, the film was made in 2016, so it's before we entered into, like, the devil's asshole of, like, 2018. But it was, it was interesting because there were a lot of things in there that you could see, like, wow, Donald Trump and the GOP really played out this formula that helped them win and has helped them manipulate racists and people that are just not smart enough to, to understand that they're being taken advantage of. And that stuff again was not necessarily new information but it was just presented in a way that I hadn't really thought about
1: before. Right, I think that's I think that's the value of the documentary is that it ties a lot of things that you see consistently and are very familiar to most of us nowadays together in a way that Puts it in perspective. Yeah, it's illuminating and eye opening. It's called the brainwashing of my dad, it's, and
0: it's on Amazon Prime.
1: Yeah, it's we're checking out.
0: You should watch it and let us know what you think by tweeting us. You can tweet us individually at Chescalee, a tie optional, or you can tweet us using the hashtag last name basis, or tweet us at last name underscore basis let us know do you have someone in your family who has been brainwashed by Rush Limbaugh or Fox <laughs> News I don't actually know
1: if I want to hear about it
0: no we I mean why not I'm sure there are people that have had this experience and maybe they will you know watch this this documentary and feel some level of comfort to know but they're not the only ones like it's a shitty experience Oh but- absolutely
1: I'm saying I'm saying maybe I want to hear your thoughts on the documentary for sure. I don't know that I want to hear any more stories about people being brainwashed. Well,
0: that's rude.
1: I'm sorry. You can tweet. You can tweet them to us. We might not read them. How <laughs> about that? It's a
0: good compromise.
1: Don't depress me, please. <laughs>
0: send
1: me send me a picture of a of a dog jumping over something, or or a, a little clip of a goat screaming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was last name basis from our couch. Why? It's not bad.